some of the stuff you put. I can't share it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, y'all ready? Okay. Let's, I want to pray right here. Let's pray together right here. And then as we do so, we will move forward into our time together today. Let's do it. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that you are in the midst of us today. I thank you. I sense your prophetic presence. I thank you, Lord, that your word teaches us that uh, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ, that you're, that you're here. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you that that you're doing something that we don't always know and that we don't always understand, but we can sense it and we can feel it. Although we can't articulate it, we can believe it because you're faithful. And so this morning we give you thanks and praise. We are praying, Lord, that you will touch the Stallworth family today as they prepare to bury their matriarch, strengthen that family, Lord. Be with them, send comfort as you have comforted many of us as we have buried mothers and fathers and loved ones. Would you be with Mike and Joe during this time? Give them strength, Lord. And so, Lord, I pray today for the person that's on and they did all they could to click, to log on. Some of it, some of it Lord, is because they're tired and they're sick and they don't feel well, but others may be emotionally drained and spiritually drained and they've done all that they could to get on. Would you meet them today? at the point of the click would you change them today at the point of the click inspire infuse holy ghost presence at the point of the click now lord forgive us for sin and shortcomings for overlooking the things that you've said for us to do for walking away turning it around for just dismissing what you've told us to do forgive us we ask that you would create within us a clean heart and renew within us the right spirit. Now, Lord, as we preach your word today, would you reveal yourself in the volume of the book today? Would you speak? Would you make clear? Would you cause this word today that comes through me to be practical and relevant in a way that it, can ha that it has handles? so we can actually do it. So I pray that you would think through my mind, speak through my mouth, give me clarity of thought, agility of wit, allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, yes, let's go. So we are at week three of... Uh, the series. It's been a blessing to you. And I know last week, many of you have been encouraged uh, by by that. And some of you were challenged and got several reports that people say you step it all, all over my toes. I promise I don't try. I promise you I don't try to do that. And as a matter of fact, I try hard not to and to back off, but I, I, I can only do what, uh, what God gives me in the way he gives it to me. You know what I mean? So uh, I am. I'm, I'm trying not to swing so hard. But listen, listen, one thing I do realize is that my teaching style or my teaching ain't for everybody. And while others are are teaching, you know, certain things what I teach is not for everybody and so you know I'm I'm learning to be okay with that you know I'm not the commercial guy but I desire to be more commercial so I'm trying to you know find it but here's the deal I'm gonna always say what God tells me to say and I'll let him do the rest and so I appreciate y'all for taking it and um, my my um, my grandmother my grandmother-in-law I guess would be uh, Nana, who's in um, North Carolina, Rocky Mount. She called to say that I was all over her toes and hit her all over the house. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nana. But 
she was encouraged. Here's the thing. When a strong word can encourage you, you know that you are growing. When you're able to get what is applicable for you, even in hard moments, you know that you are growing. So anyway, y'all ready? So good to see all of y'all. Good morning, Bonita. Okay, so let's move forward this morning in this series. Last week, we talked about our first uh, currency um, in this, this series called Kingdom Currency. There are many. There are multiple currencies. Can I say that? Currencies. Currencies. There are multiple currencies, just like uh, in the natural. Here in America, we have the dollar bill. We have coins. Um, now we have uh, in the global market, we have Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and we have uh, gold bars and precious metals. All of those are currencies. But just for um, the sake of revisiting our definitions, I do want to say again that currency is a system of money. That's what a currency is. OK, that a people have. And then uh, money itself is something that is generally accepted as a medium of exchange. OK, um, the reason it's good for us to understand that there are m many currencies is because in the kingdom, that is, is because it's important to understand that sometimes you got to know which one to reach for. Are you hearing me? Yeah, it's like it's like one time I went to um, Wendy's and I had a twenty five dollar gift card, but I had already been using it. And you never know unless you call the number and go through all of that and put the, the 16 digits on the card in. You don't know what's left on the card if you don't hold on to the receipt. And so I remember going one time and giving the lady, I said, would you see what's on this? She swiped it and she says nothing. And so she looked at me like, what you going to do? And of course, I wasn't stressed out because I had another form of currency. If this one doesn't work, this one will. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so as we look at kingdom currency, that's how uh, things are. Now, the reason we're doing this series, quick review, is because as the world changes, okay, as things are happening in the world, and I want you to be, listen, Quit playing with the devil on a low level, missing everything that's happening. Are you seeing this? This what we're calling global warming, where it's record heat all over the world. Europe is having fires. Now it's almost like the world is on fire because supposedly because of global warming. And you say, Pastor, what you mean? Supposedly. Do you believe in climate change? I, I really do. But let me tell you why I believe in it. I believe in it because the word of God says that the earth will groan. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The earth will groan. And when the earth groans, what we find out is the earth is waiting for something. So the earth yearns and groans for the manifestation of the sons of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So now the earth is saying we waiting on y'all to show up in the fullness. Y'all. That ain't what I'm teaching today, but I want you to hear me. Why? Because when the covenant, when God made a covenant in Exodus with his people, not just the people heard what God wanted, but there are others that heard it. And they were not human like the mountains heard it. Come on. The climate heard it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because the world, the cosmos listens to God because we understand them to be inanimate objects. That's just a mountain. God said, I created it and it responds to me. Come on. Yeah. Come on. And so he says, if you would see it a little bit differently with faith, you'll be able to speak to it and tell it to move. I, look, y'all, y'all, anybody hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Come on. So what God, what the earth is saying to us right now is that it's time to wake up. What we should be doing is making sure we are focused, that we are listening, that we are uh, on top of everything that's happening in the world today. We're on top of it. And when I say on top of it, I don't mean we're studying it and it's weighing us down and we're depressed. However, what I am saying, though, is that we should be aware of what's happening because some of it is the devil's devices. Other others of it or on the other side of that, I don't know how to, how to put that phrase. And the other side of that is it's fulfilling. Biblical speak. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Man, I feel something today. So anyway, the series is to help us stabilize and not be shaken by the things that are happening today. That's what the series is. And so while it may seem that your physical currency is getting short because it's costing more to live, it's costing more to get groceries or you're getting less groceries based on the fact of what you have. And what God is speaking to us is don't trip. Peace be still, because there are other currencies that the believer has, that the spirit man has, that the, the kingdom ambassador has other currencies that you tap into during these times. Y'all ready? We're going to talk about worship today. That's where we are. So let's go. And, you know, worship is near and dear to my heart. And so. Um, well, let's just go. Worship. I'm going to start here by saying this to you, that worship is more than music, that worship is more than singing. OK, if you're writing, you can write this down just for your your notes that uh, worship is a heart posture that leads to actions of gratitude in a person's total life. That's what worship is. Worship is a hot heart posture that leads to actions of gratitude in a person's total life. Here's another way I, I like to say it. I like to say it like this. I like to say, Whatever we offer up should be aligned with what we live out. Are you hearing me? Whatever we offer up should be aligned with whatever we live out. So if we're going to live out a thing, it should look like what we're offering up. And if we're going to offer up something to God and worship, it should look like what we are pushing out. Okay what we're living out. Now, the word of God is clear about this. So let's go over to Samuel. Let's go to first Samuel, y'all. So it's our first text of the day. Look at our time. Okay, I'm doing good. Okay. So our first text of the day is first Samuel chapter 15. First Samuel chapter 15. Verses 22 and 23, I'm going to read from the Message Bible. And here's what it says. It says, uh, then Samuel said, okay, this is, now let me tell you where we are. This is Samuel talking to Saul after Saul has been disobedient to God. When Saul came to God about going out to war, and God gave him permission. He also gave him instruction. Woo, I love it. I don't have time to deal with the fact that just because God says yes does not mean he says yes and do how you want to do it. When God says yes to a thing, he says yes with boundaries, limitations and instructions. And so the instruction was, go ahead. You're going to take it. You're going you're gonna to kill everything. He says, but don't take the spoils. Don't take the spoils. And what happened was Saul took the spoils. Some, some of his men start taking stuff for themselves. And God says, don't do that. 
Burn it all up. Burn it all up. Oh, gosh. Listen, there is no victory when you've been disobedient. And so he says, don't do it. Don't, don't take it. Burn it all up. Well, that's not what happened. Some of the guys took some stuff for their own, and God was mad about it, okay? Then Saul tried to take some of the stuff and offer it to God. God starts speaking through Samuel, and here's where we are in 1 Samuel 15, 22 and 23 in the message version. And Samuel says, do you think all God wants are sacrifices? <laughs> Let's stop right there. Because worship has become so popular, because it's so popular, and, and every you know every song, every artist got we gotta have worship songs, and we should because we should worship God. But what this text is showing us that the way we view worship is not the way God views worship. Let me keep reading. You think all He wants is our sacrifices, empty rituals for show? He wants you to listen to him. Plain listening is the thing. Not staging a lavish uh, religious production. <laughs> Not doing what God tells you is far worse than fooling around in the occult. Getting self-important around God is far worse than making deals with your dead ancestors because you said no to God's command. He says no to your kingship. Look at this. Look at this. Okay. In, in the King James Version, New King James Version that we're used to, this is where we, we find that obedience is better than sacrifice. So what God, see, we feel like if we, they, this is what they say. People say it all the time. Uh, hallelujah is the highest praise. That's, where do we get that from? First of all, the Bible never says that. And hallelujah is not, so really, it is what I say and do, but y'all have heard me teach that. I won't, I won't go back into that. But, so what happens is we feel like worship is the thing. And God says, no, worship is not the thing. What the thing is, is your obedience. And so then when you're obedient to me, remember what you offer up to me is a debt should be a direct a correlation. There should be a direct correlation into what you live out. So so God says to Saul. I don't want your worship. I don't want your rituals. I want you to be obedient. And since you said no to my instructions. I say no to your kingship. Hey, this is just a sidebar. I promise I won't say stay on it once I say it. Could the desire that you have for being boss, for running things, having your own, could God be saying no because you've said no to his instructions? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to keep going. I said, I'm going to say nothing else about it. So listen, God counts worship or obedience as worship. As a matter of fact, it's bigger than worship. Okay. So when we look at what worship really is, worship, the kind of worship that God is talking about here is not worship that gets louder. Hear me. It's worship that goes deeper. It, it doesn't get louder. Listen to me. I'm singing loud. I'm waving flags and banners. I'm dancing before the Lord. It doesn't get louder. It goes deeper that says I'm obedient to his instructions. He said that that's what real worship is to me. He said, because the real deal is you lifting up your hands and singing and offering burning sacrifices to me, he says to me, that's like you being in the occult. See, that, that's the part of worship that I've always felt like we should be teaching first before I teach you how to sing a worship song. 
before I, before I teach you how to play worship chords. Okay, before we start talking about presence, what I should be teaching you is what worship is not. Okay, worship, hear me, worship does not exist to God if you do not follow his instructions. He says, it is like you're playing with your dead ancestors. He says, you could come into church and do all that you do. Lights, camera, action, fat chords, nice drum licks, fantastic harmony. But if you are not obedient to me, it is like you are in the graveyard worshiping grandmama. Yeah. This kind of worship, this kind of worship does not get louder, but it goes deeper. And this kind of depth happens when you get to know more about God. This is where we get the word worship. It is really the word in the Latin worthship. Worthship. So so really when I allow my roots to go deeper. When I allow my roots to go deeper in God, then my life says I'm going to listen to you because you're worthy. See, we think he's worthy of us lifting our hands. And what God is saying is I'm worthy of you lifting your life. Y'all with me? Somebody give me some hearts. Let me know you're there. Let me know you're there. That's what he's saying. I know you know how to sing the songs. I know. I know you know how to how to sing the right chord or the, the night, the right line. That changes atmospheres. He said, but I want to know is that when you lift those hands, are they really as clean to you? As you think they are based on your depth and your obedience to me. Hmm. You don't have to be a reveler in the street, a drug dealer, a fornicator, a, an adulterer, a murderer to operate in the sin of disobedience. Let, let me make sure we're clear here. Because what we often think is when we see people living a certain lifestyle, that that's sin, that they're out of the will of God. You can speak in tongues and be disobedient. Yeah, we won't finish this today, and I'm so okay with it. Yeah. Y'all there? <laughs> okay. I feel like it's so quiet in here today, even though we virtual. <laughs> you say, okay, Dorian, I'm with you. I'm coming. Okay, so here's what I want you to understand about worship. I want you to understand that there is an exchange when worship happens. This is where we're headed. When we start talking about worship as a kingdom currency, there's an exchange. That's money, right? Money exchanges. I give you money. You give me whatever the product is. Okay. And so uh, when we worship, there is an exchange. So I'm going to take my time here since I've just decided that we won't finish it today. Then I will take my time because I need us to see it. Y'all hear me. Hear me as the world shifts. And uh, 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 as it seems life seems to get harder. I really want you to release that stress because there are currencies that we have that caused causes ease, releases stress, okay, soothes doubts, calms fears, breaks yokes. That's what the anointing does, okay? And so then, although it seems like I don't have enough money, you know, I'm, I'm preaching to myself. You see, it seems like you don't have enough 
money or you don't have enough this or you're lacking in that or you feel like I should be doing more and I should have a, a different kind of job. And God is saying, I've given you some currencies to help you release that stress. Let's do the exchange. OK. There is an exchange that happens in worship, and I want you to look at Exodus chapter 33. Surely you have your Bibles. We're going to look at uh, the end of chapter 33, and then we're going to look at a, a few verses in chapter 34. When we use the currency of worship, the exchange is present. Okay. When we exchange, when we use worship, when I reach into my spiritual wallet and pull out my worship card, the exchange is the presence of God. Let's go. 1822. Verse uh, chapter 33. What is happening is Moses got all these got all these people right out of uh, got the Hebrews out of Egypt and it's time to move and uh, you know he is talking about talking to God like hey you keep you got me these people out here right these are your people you want me to lead and we don't know you want me to take them into this promised land but I need to hear that you're going with us okay I need to hear that you're going to be with us and I know you're sick of them. This is after he's been up on the mountain or, you know, get these tablets and stuff. And then uh, they down down the base of the mountain worship, worshiping idol gods. Worshiping a gold calf. Um, he says, I know you I know you're sick of them. But now if you don't go with us, don't move us. Uh, we don't want an angel. We want you. And I love the fact that Moses has this kind of relationship with God where he could really talk to God. Let me tell you something. I am so craving that kind of relationship that he could say to God, listen, I need you to reconsider this. If you do not go. And the thing about it is it's not just him talking to God. God is actually talking back to him. Like, bro, I'm sick of y'all. You don't want me to go with you, he says, because if I go with you, I'm going to kill everything moving. <laughs> Moses says, Moses says, hey, I need you to reconsider that. Think about it. You said that we're your people and we found favor and grace in your sight. If that is the case, you need to go with us. Lest everybody else says that you're the kind of God that leaves his people out on their own. <laughs> and God is talking to Moses, man. This Moses is like, God is like, uh, OK, you know what? OK, cool. I'll go. No sweat. I'll go. Yes, you have found favor. Yes, I know you by name. Y'all my people. I'm going to go. I want that relationship. I want the relationship where, first of all, he trusts me enough to give me insight into what he's doing. And then I want the relationship that I'll be able to say to God, don't you think you might reconsider that? That's a whole nother thing. We should all talk about that offline. It's, it's just a, it's such an amazing perspective here that I see as they're talking. So then Moses says, he says, I'll go. And Moses is like, OK, cool. Verse 18, we pick up and he says, please show me your glory. Now, Moses has gone from go with us presence to Show me your glory. The word glory is the word kabod. It, it, it means weightiness or splendor or watch this. Here's another word, copiousness. Copiousness means abundant supply. Okay? So when you hear people say, oh, they took copious notes. They took a lot of notes. So if the word kabod in the word glory is uh, one of the meanings is copiousness or abundant supply. What what uh, Moses is really saying to God is show me all of you. <laughs> show me all there is. Show me the weight of who you are. 
And here's what God says. Probably around verse, verse 19. Then he says, I will make my goodness pass before you. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he says, you cannot see my face for no man shall see my face and live. Then the Lord said, here is a place by me and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be that while my glory, my abundant supply passes before you, I will put my hand over the cleft of the rock and I will cover you with my hand while I pass by. All right. Turn to uh, Exodus chapter 34. I'm sorry. I didn't put that other scripture up for y'all. Sorry. Chapter 34. Let's pick up. I'm going to start reading at, at verse five. Go over to chapter 34, verse five. So it's about to happen. God sets the parameters. I'm going to talk about it in a minute. He sets the parameters on how this is going to work. I love God because oftentimes we are clamoring around in the dark about how to do a thing. And God says, if you'll be obedient to me, I'll give you the instructions on how to do everything. You want to see more of me, Moses? Let me give you the instructions on what to do. Because see, you're asking something that if I showed you everything you asked for, you'll die. <laughs> but because I'm God, I can tell you what you need to do to be able to get the glimpse of me that you can handle. But watch, here we go. Remember, what I'm saying to you today is that there is an exchange that happens that when I worship, I get presence. Whew. Okay, look at 34, chapter 34, verse five starts here. Now the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there, with him, Moses, stood with Moses there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God merciful and gracious, long suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generations. All right, let's unpack this. Are you ready? What Mo it's like Moses is saying, I want to see more of you because really it's almost like um, Moses is greedy. OK, it's like Moses is greedy. It's kind of like. You said, let your presence come with us. And God said, OK. And it's kind of like Moses is like, oh, well, since we got you saying yes. It's like a kid who asked for this. It's like, well, since you said yes to this, let me try this. Since you're in the mode of saying yes. You say, yes, you'll go with us. Okay, show me your glory. Watch this. And, and, and it's like, it's as if God was saying, you want to see more of me? Really? Okay. Here is how you can make this happen. Y'all, I want you to see something here in the text. And I tell you what. Uh, I'll cut. I'll do one more, one more uh, line after this, and then we'll cut it today. But here's what he says: God gives a model for how to worship. See, we want to talk about this. It is just like Moses says, "I want to see more of you." God says, "Here's the model." Okay, it's like when the disciples came to Jesus and said, "Master, teach us to pray." And he said to them, oh, OK, pray in this manner. Here's the model. OK, so. The model is. Number one, worship brings my presence. OK, so 
if we go back to chapter 33, he says, show me your glory. And he says, I'll show you my goodness. Watch this. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. God says to Moses, I will worship me in front of you because you're asking to see a part of me that you can only get with worship, that you can only get with this level of worship. Are y'all with me today? Man, I hope y'all here. That I'm sure I want to show you're asking to see a part of me and I'm willing to show you all you can handle Moses. But in order for that to happen, there has to be worship in order for this to happen. And I want to show you the model of it because you're asking to see my presence. And I'm telling you, it cannot happen without worship. And he says, I want to be the first worship leader. Moses. So he says, I will proclaim the Lord. <laughs> so he says, the model is, if you are going to get my presence, worship brings it. If you're writing, write this down. The model for worship is that worship brings presence. And the reason I'm is so simple right there for this number one nugget under this particular line. Y'all have to understand my my outline construct. But anyway, um, the reason it's so simple right here is because I want you to have an expectation of your worship. I want you to expect the presence of God to show up when you start worshiping people. Don't worship just for the sake of it and be able to say people, yeah, I had worship this morning. No, 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 no. Have this expectation that because I'm about to worship, I'm about to have an encounter with God, okay? That's number one, worship brings his presence. Here is number two, y'all ready? The presence of Jesus makes it possible for us to have an encounter with God. This is why I'm gonna finish this right here and I'm gonna leave it alone, this is why. This is why, because 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 I want to take my time right here. When we go back to chapter. Uh, Thirty three again, let's go back there for a second. OK, here's the point that I'm making. And y'all can put this in the chat. That the presence of Jesus makes it possible. For us to have an encounter with God. OK, now we understand in John chapter 14. New Testament, Jesus says of himself that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, Jesus says, comes unto the Father except by me. Okay? Jesus says it. That's the first time we hear him say it. But the first time we see him demonstrate it is right here in Exodus chapter 33. Watch it. Jesus says, uh, God says to Moses, I will make my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord and I will be gracious to whom I'll be gracious and have compassion uh, on whom I can have, have compassion. But he also said, you cannot see my face for no man can see my face and live. Watch this. And the Lord said, here is a place by me. Watch it. And you shall stand on the rock. Stop. Here it is. It is the Christophany that I often talk to you about. It is where we see Jesus Christ in the Old Testament before he is manifested in the New Testament. OK, we see him in the flesh in the New Testament. We see him. Uh, we see him as uh, uh, in his spirit, in his essence in the Old Testament. Why do you say that? Because he says here, I want you to stand on the rock. OK, Paul writes it and Paul says that Jesus is the rock. David writes that Jesus is the stone that the builders rejected and he is now the chief cornerstone. So what we find out that God is saying, if you are going to get the supply of me that you can handle in your flesh, 
Jesus has to be present. You need to be in him. Come on, y'all. You need to stand on him. And he says, I'm going to make sure that I put you in a place that my presence doesn't kill you, but that you get the desire of your heart out here. Moses, I want you to stand on the rock by me. I'm going to cover you with my hand. Of course, you've heard people teach that the hand of God is the fivefold gift ministry, apostle, prophet, pastor, uh, evangelist, teacher. So if that is, if you want to look at it that way, we have Jesus with the person, Moses, standing on Jesus. God uses his hand of covering and then he walks by. But while he's walking by, he's doing praise and worship for himself. Number one, presence brings, uh, worship brings presence. Watch this. Number two, Jesus makes it possible. I don't know if I need to say more about that. Okay. Um, to worship God and to get the fullness of his presence, you got to have a relationship with Jesus. Come on. See, that's the part of it that I think sometimes we miss. That we, we got to have a relationship with Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the light. He is the door to God. There it is in Old Testament. Before they start moving toward the promised land, we see God and Jesus here in the text. Worship is happening. Watch, here's the next line. Here's number three. Number one is worship brings presence. Number two, presence of Jesus. The presence of Jesus makes it possible. Number three, when you worship, this is what Moses is teaching. Uh, God is teaching Moses in this in this model. When you worship, you have to declare my character. Y'all, I'm not preaching for drama today. I'm not preaching for, you know, like, oh, my God, the way he said that. No, 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 no. I want to do I want to be so practical here. I want you to watch it when we go over to uh, uh, Exodus 34. What I teach worship leaders now, I teach this. I don't teach the popular, you know, stuff that worship leaders are often, you know, like John, uh, John 21 for God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Yes, that's the truth. But here is to me the basis or basics of getting the presence of God in the room. Because God is saying here, look at how he proclaims his own name. What God says is, he says, Moses, you can't see my face and live, but you can declare and worship my character and get my presence. So when God starts declaring his own name, he starts declaring his own name and says, the Lord, the Lord God. Okay, he makes it clear. The Lord, wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna make sure you understand. The Lord, Adonai, Elohim, self-sufficient. He is God. Okay. He says uh, he's merciful. He's gracious. He's long-suffering. I want you to go back and read all that, lest I hold you too long. But what we find here is that when God has praise and worship, He says, Moses, if you want to see more of Me, you get to more of Me by having Jesus present. In your life, but also by declaring my character. Here is why. Can I go on and say it? I might get canceled, but I don't care. I got my own equipment. What? Here is why many of our worship, praise and worship sessions at church is not visited by God. We don't have presence because we're not singing about his character. We take more time to sing about us. That's why Christ in the church. I want you to be careful with the songs you sing in your private worship time. The one thing I've told our praise team for years. It's like, well, one thing that we got to do is we got to sing about Jesus. We can't just be he. No, 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 not just he. Because the Bible says that there is no other name whereby men can be saved. Huh? Is that the name of Jesus? We don't just say he. 
And I thought what I used to tell them all the time is how we going to be Christ centered church and not seeing Jesus. OK, and the challenge that we have is we sing so much about ourselves in worship. Oh, Lord, I ain't gonna call out no songs, I promise, because I may call some of yours and then you be mad. I don't call out your songs, but you listen to the songs. Pay attention to the songs that you lift your hands to in your private worship time and make sure they're declaring the character of God. Because what God does not do in his praise and worship session that he's about to show his presence to Moses, what he does not do is talk about us. <laughs> He's not, he not talking about us. He's talking about himself. Because what gets God in the room is when his creation talks about him. Sing songs about how victorious you are in the time of your devotion that you want motivation. Okay, you want to motivate yourself. I'm getting ready for the day. I'm victorious. Yes, declare it all day. Okay, when you want motivation, sing about you. But when you want presence, sing about him. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if you get him in the room, motivation it will be covered. When you get him in the room. Yeah, that part. Okay, it's 11.15, I gotta go. So listen, I'm gonna put a pin here. I'm gonna put a pin right here and we'll pick up on this next week. And I wanna encourage you to invite somebody because this currency is huge. And next week I'm gonna be talking about when to reach for this currency, okay? When to use it. Worship is not just singing, worship is also prayer. OK, so when we start talking about worship, thank you, Tamara, because I don't want to give us the, the I really don't want to give us the commercial thing about worship anymore. I don't want to teach that because we we have we have made it. We have made worship very commercial. But what I want you to know is God is saying you got to worship me the way I want to be worshiped so that I can come in and we'll pick up from there next week. Lest I start preaching it. I'm going to leave it alone. Okay? So I'm going to leave it alone. But I want to encourage you this week. Reach for the currency of worship. Presence. Can I say to you that worship ain't always singing? You could just say to, you could just say to the Lord, Lord, you're good. Lord, you're just. You're a merciful God. When you start talking to him like that, he steps in the room and he gives you what you need and what you can handle at that time. Worship is the currency, the kingdom currency that brings presence where you are. I'm saying that you don't resist it. Spend that time. Think about the attributes of God that have shown up in your life. And say to him, you are this. You have been this. You are my healer. Listen, you may, you may be still waiting on a healing. But the more you talk about that characteristic, that part shows up in the room. Come on, y'all. Take the time to think about who he has been to you. See, that's the thing that, that when we take the time to think about, you know, what God has done, how he has kept us and you know protected us through some stuff protected your mind through some stuff you know what I mean list those things out 
And when we get to that place where we start thinking about all that he's been, you don't have a lot of time to think about negativity. You don't have a lot of time to rehearse junk. You don't have a lot of time, listen, to hold and repeat offenses to loved ones. Because if, if you really think about who God has been and what he has been, he has been merciful to you. And when you think about that and start worshiping him for that, he comes in the room. His presence brings the mercy that you're lacking for your friends, your family, your co-workers. Come on now. And then he says, hey, let me give you a little bit of mercy because you need some for what you're dealing with. You need to let some stuff go. You've been holding on to it. And I just want you to know I'm a just God. I'm merciful. Come on, I'm gracious. When you talk to God about that part, he shows up in your worship session. And when he shows up in your worship session, there is a lingering of his presence. Y'all hear me? Okay. All right. Father, we give you thanks and honor this morning for your presence here. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us how to have time with you. Thank you for showing us in your word what, your, what, what you have put in your word about how to worship you and what to expect in return. So Lord, I pray today that as we, as I and my sisters and brothers go through the week, that you would cause us to remember as we reach back in our minds, would you bring up toward the front of our minds all the things that you have been to us so that we can worship you for your character, for who you are. And Lord, I want to thank you for being who you have been <laughs> all these years to so many of us. Lord, you've been to some what others of us have not experienced as of yet. And Lord, you've been to me what others have not experienced yet. And for that, we say thank you. Thank you for being the great I am. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for being whatever we need you to be when we need it. And so, Lord, I pray this morning for a special dispensation of grace of Christ in the nation that as they worship, that you would overwhelm us as we worship, that you would overwhelm us with your presence. Whisper to us when we're walking down the hallways in the office. Whisper to us, Lord, as we're driving on the interstates. Whisper to us, Lord, as we're giving care to family members. Whisper to us, Lord, as we are walking into meetings that we have to lead or be a part of. Whisper to us, Lord, as we are thinking up creative ways to do our jobs. Whisper, be a very present help is our prayer today. And we'll be careful to declare your majesty and your character in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, did you learn something today? If you learned something today, would you put some hearts or some thumbs up in the chat? If you learned something today, I just need to know if I was on. Let me know if we made the connection today. And again, we're just starting on this part two. We're just starting the part two. Uh, or no, is this part two? This is part three. Yeah, and we'll pick up on part three uh, next week. Okay? So listen, if you need to make connections, hey, Lauren, praying for you guys. Praying for you, you, you guys, you and your dad, and Uncle Joe, and Chaz, we're praying for you. Uh, if you need to be uh, get connected to the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember now, in order to get to God the Father, we got to go through Jesus Christ, okay? I'll give you a, a real quick uh, systematic theology lesson when we talk about God, the three are one, 
It is the triune Godhead. Okay? He is God the Father in creation. He is God the Son in redemption. And he is God the Holy Spirit in regeneration. The three are one. And they work together. So as we approach the Father, Jesus says, you got to come through me to do it. And I want to give you an opportunity to become a part of the body of Christ, the kingdom of God. And so the way we do that here at Christ Center Church, they're going to put uh, some information on the screen. And on the screen, it's going to say, uh, it's going to tell you to text uh, a phone number and you're going to text the word new life to that phone number. And when you text it, there'll be somebody there waiting to respond to you. And if you give us the permission, we'll talk to you, walk you through just a few scriptures in the text to show you what this means. And then we'll lead you in what we call the prayer of salvation, where you ask the Lord audibly to come into your life and to be your savior. That's our process here. Now, if you want to be a member of Christ in the church, our process here is a phone number down there. and You'll text the word connect to be a member of Christ in the church. I love the opportunity to be your pastor. And what happens is you'll text. You give us opportunity. We will respond to you. And when we respond, we will give you the information that you need that takes you to the next steps of membership. We'll get you connected to the folk that handle that. And uh, we're excited to be able to talk to you. So y'all, it's been real. I am on 10,000 right now, okay? I always say 10,000 and my kids say otherwise. I think London tells me I say it wrong every time. I think it's just supposed to be on thousand. I'm on a thousand. I don't know what she tells me, but anyway, uh, I'm, I'm really hyped right now because I sense this spiritual movement and I love it when we see in the text of scripture God giving us tools to operate in the realm that he's operating in. Are y'all hearing me? Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come who is the king of glory? The Lord God, strong and mighty. Who is this king of glory? The Lord God, mighty in battle. You lift your head up. You change your perspective. And you're going to see that the presence of God is going to step in and he will fight for you. He will lead you. Whew. Be encouraged. I'm going to let y'all go. Bye. Okay. Let me dismiss you because I feel like preaching. And so I'm going to go off, I'm going to go off and keep preaching when I tell you how to go off, I'm going to keep preaching. But listen, I want to tell you in Jesus' name that you are ambassadors of Christ, that you leave this place to seek and to save that which is lost. I declare in Jesus' name that everything your hands touch will prosper. And every place the soles of your feet shall tread upon, you shall possess it. So be careful where you step. If you don't want to have it, don't walk on it. I declare in Jesus' name that on your job, favor waits for you. You are not the problem. You are the solution to the problem. Let me say this. If you say to me, well, pastor, I don't work. You do. You work in your house. If you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're retired, I declare in Jesus' name that even in your own domain, you are not a problem, but you're the solution to problems. When they call, when they text, when they email, God will use you to be solutions. Double portion of grace wisdom to manifest that thing. I declare money comes to you, but not just money, the wisdom to handle the money in today's uh, climate, in the global financial climate, that you will have wisdom to handle the money that comes your way. I declare that your home is established and built in peace. That your home is protected. That your children are protected and I declare the blessings of the Lord that your marriage is whole healthy and satisfied that your single life whole healthy and satisfied and the blessings of the Lord be upon you wholeness benefit prosperity and favor may it be your portion both now and forever go in peace and the God of peace goes with you hey I love y'all have an amazing week rolling what's up so happy to see you bro happy to see you go in peace guys have an amazing week I love you. Remember, we are praying for Mike, Mike Stallworth, 
uh, Dad Stallworth passed away earlier this week, and we're praying for them as they uh, walk through these stages of uh, eulogizing and then the, the whole grief process. Just be with them. Y'all be with them. Check on them. Hit them up. Pray for them. All right? Love you. See you soon. You say you want to really get connected with believers and followers of Christ. Well, it's really simple. Just go to our Christ Center Church Facebook page. Go to the More tab and click Groups. From there, you'll see the Christ Center Nation group and click Join. Finding your tribe has never been so easy when you join Christ Center Nation today. today.